to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewer Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. Wait a minute. There's no Leanne here. That's because I've got a friend who came on this week. You know him. You love him. You have to love him because that is how it goes. We're talking about something special this week. So I had to bring him in. You know him as the host of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. His name is Patrick Walsh. Patrick, welcome back to the Skewered Universe. Jeff Baldry, as I live and breathe, how are you? You know, I can't complain. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm fine until I just realized, okay, let me get this straight. Leanne's not here, so I get to fill in. I'm your substitute wife for the episode. Is that what's happening? Because that was not in my contract. You didn't get the revised version I sent over? Oh, clearly not. Uh, you know, that that AOL doesn't seem to be delivering email as well these days. <laughs> I'll have to ask James about it. Uh, use your Netscape navigator. Anyway, hi, Jeff. It's wonderful <laughs> to be here in whatever capacity. You know, had I known, I would not have worn this. I would have worn a white dress or something. And I know it was a bridal party. Oh my gosh, is there a wedding night again? What's happened? Never mind. We're not going down this road. No, never mind. <laughs> Jeff and I have a long, complicated sexual history. Just never mind. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's complicated. We won't we won't get into that. I'm, I'm sure we've covered it before. So just go back and listen. I'm sure we've talked about it elsewhere. It's complicated and imaginary, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick, I, I'm so glad you came back to do this because we're doing a movie that you have talked about. You have talked about this on your show, but yes. I wanted to do it over here just because I had heard your recommendations and I thought, you know what? I really need to check this out. Well, the thing is, Jeff, you would put out that list of movies that you want guests to come on and talk about over the summer. And of mm-hmm. course, I see it's on there, and I'm very, I'm very proud of you. I'm like, oh, good for you, Jeff. You're going to cover this movie that's out of your wheelhouse. And then time goes on, and nobody else was stepping up to the plate. I'm like, oh, come on. I can't just let this go by. I was waiting for somebody. That's why I kept, like, pushing that list. I'm like, somebody needs to take this. I don't necessarily need Patrick to take it. I mean, if you – I was always thinking, like, if he wants to, he's always more than welcome. But if somebody well, else steps I up had to, to. I had yeah. to because everyone else is too chicken to talk about this movie. I get it. I get it. It's not for them. Fucking cowards. It's not for everybody. <laughs> Excuse my language, but we we tend I tend to throw around the language over here somewhat. So I hope you're not apologizing to me. 
Please, I'm the queen of the potty mouth. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's that's why I fell in love with you. Uh, <laughs> sorry for my oh my grunt there, my wheeze. So I guess I should let everyone know exactly what movie we are talking about. It is Death Drop Gorgeous. You're going to be working at the same bar as Janet. Who are you? And she's performing tonight. Because if you're going to have two faces, at least make one of them pretty. This is much more savage. Getting rid of a body just ain't like it used to be, you know? Ah! Oh my god! I'm calling Tony! Take your pity and shove it up your old queen. I'm no Dr. O'Hara, but I think somebody drained this kid's blood. Janet. Wait, she's dead? Oh, she's not really dead. She's dead to me. What did the body look like? Lost. What could one person be doing with all this blood? The body count of gay men continues to rise in Providence. Four dead bodies? Take your gun off safety. Looks like Tony added a comedy act to my show. Yeah, well he thought it was time we gave the people something of substance. Whether you like it or not, it looks like we got a serial killer on us. What's that thing on your face? <gasps> what the <laughs> People at your bar are dead and that could have been me. Any more questions? Detective? This. Oh my God. <laughs> First of all, I just want everybody to just take a step back. He did not say Drop Dead Gorgeous. That's a completely different movie. Not the one with. What's her name? Kristen. What's her name? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I know it because Interview of the Vampire. Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Not the Kristen Dunst opus. No, 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 no. This is an independent queer drag slasher they came out in 2020 and it is uh not to let the cat out of the bag early here but it is fantastic it's a wild ride it's a wild ride i found myself laughing out loud at so many parts that i found hilarious mm-hmm. oh. so <laughs> it's wickedly funny it's a wicked it's not just it's not just a, it's because it's not just going for drags uh, drag hard movie it's also a wonderful satire of the queer community and okay so my straight listeners out there this is something you need to know about this movie um like i talk about hard movies on my show and i try to find gay influences in them or you know the gay gay themes in the whether they're supposed to be there or not you know sometimes i'll read them in, and sometimes they're supposed to be there right but what I, now what's I've been doing this show for 13 years when I started, I really had to dig for them. But now queer horror has become much more of a commodity. People are being much more upfront about it and making it part of the plots. And what I found with a lot of these more modern queer horror movies is they feel the need to take straight people by the hand and walk you through our culture and explain everything to you. This is how this goes and this is how this things or soften things down or like give you somebody to latch onto. Like, here's a straight person for you to attach to. This movie's like, no, no, no. This is who we are. Catch up. We're not explaining shit. We're not apologizing for anything. This is us warts and all. Let's go. And And that could be be a turnoff for people. I actually really like that because it was like, you know what? I'm just being thrown into this as a straight man. And it's just like, look, you're either on board or turn it off and go watch something else. Yeah. Um, 
if uh, if I want to make a parallel to what what I'm saying, uh, there was that movie that Kevin Bacon did uh, that got a lot of press. They slash them. Right. Uh, I still haven't seen that one yet. It doesn't work. Like it's it's like there's no there's no horror to like the last twenty minutes. Okay. And it's just this wallowing in the misery of how, what it's like to be queer. And all the kids at the camp, they're not characters. They're just embodiments of sadness. Ooh. Like, we're just sad and we're gay. This is how this is how it is to be queer. Like, we never have – we're gay and we're repressed and, or we're trans and we're repressed and we never have any joy ever. And it's just like, – what, what is this? What is uh. this? They're not people. They're just they're, – they're archetypes and not, not even archetypes. They're just weird moods. And you get that a lot. In these modern things, like either that or the queer characters have to be paradigms of virtue, and they are not in this movie. Everybody's a monster in this movie, which I think is great. Unapologetically a monster, warts and all. Oh, so many. <laughs> there are so many times I was just like, oh, okay. Like the bitchiness amongst all of the drag performers mm-hmm. to each. I was like, it's like, this is so much fun. <laughs> I was like, I I don't know if this is actually how it is, but my God, the fact they're tearing each other down and doing it with a smile on their face and these tones, I was like, this is fantastic. Well, well, here's the thing about the filmmakers, the the people behind Monster Makeup LLC. Um, they're just a bunch of friends from Providence, Rhode Island, who just okay. were like, hey, we all have kind of film backgrounds. And we all love horror. Let's make a movie. And this is as grassroots as it gets. They somehow managed to scrape up all the movie and they hit, uh, scrape up all the money to make a movie. They made the movie and it actually turned out to be damn good, which is a shocking. Yeah, because like, there's something there's... this hard out of the park on your first try at bat is astounding. I've seen other independent films that kind of look the same way this film does, like the way it's shot, but mm. it just doesn't have the same thing this movie had. They also did the smart thing and they wrote what they knew. They know the Providence bar culture and all of these people are like they're they're saluting actual people in the Providence bar culture. Some of the characters are in the movie. Some of them are based on actual. If they're not in the movie, they're based on somebody. So they're all there's a realness to everything, even though they're all parodies. It's very mm-hmm. grounded. And I like to say like, this movie is not for everybody, too, because it's rough around the edges and there's a sloppiness to it that's part of its charm. It's like yeah. John Waters made a slasher movie. If you don't like John Waters movies, you probably won't like this. That's that's very true. That's a good way to put it. I appreciated all the roughness because I was like, you know what? They knew what they were working with. They knew what they were trying to do. They they didn't try to push the envelope too far with trying to do things that maybe were would be constrained by the budget. They worked within that. Yeah. So if some things didn't quite look great, it's like, hey, you know what? We're doing what we can. And I applaud that. Yes. It kind of reminded me of, and you'll know this, uh, the first Scotchworthy movie, It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. 100%. Yes. God, yes. thank you. Thank you. I was like... I'm going to say this, and I'm wondering if he's going to agree, but it's no, the same I, I kind of thing. That, I saw that. That was the first movie I saw at my very first Horror Hound weekend. Nice. Nice. She had a great line about something with the chainsaw, and I forget what it was. <laughs> oh, I'll fuck, I'll fuck, fuck start, start your with face. Fuck, yeah, start fuck start your start face. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I think, wasn't it, uh, I believe Amy from NLTLP had a t-shirt that had that on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
See, we're going way back, people. This is she, old, yeah. old. She, she, I was there when she bought it. She bought it at the same time as she bought the T-shirt that said, "I will shit in your mouth." <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Sh- oh my god! Because she's a, and that's where Flem the gargoyle got the idea from from Amy's T-shirt. <laughs> and now we're, we know why Flem going, is the way he is. Okay, we're we're going deep cuts now. Flem hasn't been oh, around yeah. in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> This is how long I've been listening to podcasts as well as you. We've established who we listened to early on, which is, you know, but yeah, it's just, this movie is, uh, that's what it reminded me of was it's my party because it's a little rough around the edges, but in no way did they think they were making something that was going to be this. I'm not saying this is an insult, this magnum opus of indie filmmaking. They were like, look, we're having fun. We're making, so we know exactly what kind of movie we're making this is it. You're either on board or you're not. And if you're on board, thanks for the, for coming on the ride. Yes. Yeah, what, th- what I think was also fascinating about what happened with this movie is that as they were making it, other like queer artists and queer filmmakers and people, not so much in the, like in the directing, part, but other parts of the, uh, of the production process were like, Hey, do you guys need help? We'll help you with your sound. Hey, do you guys need a song? We'll write you a song. So it's got this community feel to it as well. Like a whole bunch of people got to get like uh, the, the people who, hey, do you need help with your special effects? All the people from Dragula came over and helped them with their gore effects. See, that that is amazing. That is that is amazing because I've I have not seen any of the Dragula stuff, but I have heard about it. I saw when mm-hmm. the Boulay brothers were on Joe Bob on the last drive in. Sure, sure, sure. And I listened to them talking. I was just like. I have a profound respect for you two. I haven't seen what you've done, but I just respect everything you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It's and the makers of this movie, Death Drop Gorgeous. I have a profound respect for all of them for doing this because they pulled off something that's just so much fun. And on top of being fun, it's not like anything else out there. When it's all at the, when when you're at the end, you find it. Well, it's all about. You said, "Well, I've never seen that before." Yeah, we have a brand new. We have a brand new monster. In this movie, and I think that's great. I it went where it it went somewhere I wasn't expecting. It was yes. real real quick here. I just want to give so if anybody's wondering what the the storyline is for this, the basic synopsis I have here is a dejected bartender and an aging drag queen try to survive the eccentric and hostile nightlife of a corrupt city as a masked maniac slaughters young gay men and drains them of blood. Sure. Sure. I mean that's that's what it said on Hulu, and I said that's a really weird description. I read not on Hulu, but on Tubi. I, I read that. I'm like, that's really not what happens, but okay. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I I did like is immediately when bodies start turning up that are drained of blood, everyone's like, this is some kind of vampire. Yeah, it's some kind of vampire. Okay, we we know horror movies. This has got to be some kind of vampire. One of my favorite lines of the movie, and I love that, that like, there's the, 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 um, <laughs> Michael Ahern, one of the screenwriters, is particularly witty, and he's one of the cops. He's the, he's the he's Lieutenant O'Hara in the movie, and he's got mm-hmm. that line when they find the body by the river. He's like, "Looks like we got some kind of fag." Bi- fa- Hold on, looks like we got some kind of fag killing vampire with a taste for blood. That's redundant, and that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. that was, when I heard him use that f word, I I will not use it. I don't like that word, but I was like, it's. I'm like, that's your word, so you can throw it around as you see fit. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. I'm hoping that is okay to say. I, I give you I give you dispensation for the day because it's it necessary for the talk about the movie, and n- nothing in the movie is using it in a harmful way. No, no. He's 
just like, uh, okay, this is what we got. But when he he's dropped a, the he's word a corrupt fag, cop, was, that's exactly what a corrupt cop would say. And plus, you can, you can go get a free app and Papa Fagatoni's on the hill afterwards. That was when he said that Papa Fagatoni's. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I was rolling at that name. I'm like, these names are brilliant. Mm-hmm. I could totally see a restaurant call that 100%. <laughs> I um, couldn't. Nobody the, would would bat an eye at it. The thing, okay. So Jeff Steph's right. So basically, there's a killer that's preying on the patrons and drag queens of this one particular bar in Providence, Rhode Island. So we meet a lot of the drag queens and a a guy who's come back to town, our 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 final girl, if you will, who's come back to town after a big breakup, and now he's working at the bar and a couple of his friends, a couple of random people around town that we're following, and the corrupt cops, and the corrupt management. But um. Somebody's picking them off one by one and draining them of blood. And the movie didn't really take off for me until we meet Gloria Hole. Right. Who's Gloria Hole, Jeff? <laughs> Gloria Hole is the aging drag queen that we meet who has been taken from her lead role at the Outhouse nightclub for one Janet Fitness. You can tell she is bitter, dejected, angry, fed up. Yes, and and rightly so. I mean, she Yeah. This was when the movie rang for me. First of all, this performer whose name I don't have in front of me is glorious. Whenever he's on stage on camera, I'm like, I can't take my eyes off you. You're fascinating. Every every line drips with venom, every facial expression is just on point. But this is 100% accurate. 100% accurate in the drag community. Like you will be a superstar one day and then you get to be 60. And back in my day, like I'm an old queen. You know, when I was out in the eighties mm. and early nineties, the drag, the drag queens would get old and they would still get respect when they came to the stage, the older ones, you still like listen to them. And yeah, cause you're still here. We were fighting a plague at the time. If you're 70 and you're on that stage and you want to perform, we're going to support you. But now it's not like that. <laughs> Um, the older drag queens have become very, very much disposable. Jeez. And they, everybody wants something new. And you will be, you like, it's particularly looking at Gloria. She's like, I built this fucking community. I am the first lady of Providence. This town would be nothing without me. And now you're treating me like this. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying like any, the older performers like tend to be more intricate. They're more involved. They're more, like, there's characters. They make their own costumes and this like, there's 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 artistry to what they do, whereas with a lot of the new ones, they come out and jump around and lip sync and they're getting all the press. And she's so fucking bitter. And the one thing I just loved was that that they got 100 percent right. It's bingo night is where drag queens go to die. That is 100 percent accurate. I was going to ask you about that. because I was like, is this just something they threw in for mm-hmm. something to be like, oh, this is kind of sad, but. No, to knowing that that's an actual thing, I'm like, oh. If they've got you on bingo brunch, you are on your last legs as a performer. And you could you could just see in that performance, and that's from uh, Michael McAdam, who was playing the older Gloria Hole. Mm. You could just tell in her face, just her action. She's just like, I'm over this bullshit. I'm stuck at bingo. What the fuck? Like I was the star. I was the yeah. one who created this. I was the pillar. I'm the foundation for all of this. And all of you were just telling me to fuck off, basically. Uh-huh. And for this, for these for these twats who just come on and slap on some rouge and bang, I'm a drag queen. No, that's not how it goes. 
No, and speaking of that, I, I paid my dues. Yeah. Anyway, I was laughing at how horrible the Janet Fitness performances were because it's like 80s aerobics. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? See, this is all, I, I've covered this on what I start. Let me take it again. Janet is a monster. I love Janet. <laughs> but when we see her perform her act early in the movie and very early in the movie, and I said, oh, is it going to be like this? Because the filming isn't good and it makes the act look bad and it makes her look bad. I'm like, oh, is this going to be like really shitty small town drag for two hours? I'm not going to like this. This is why when Gloria Hall came on, I woke up. But no. But once we get past that number, like every word out of Janet's mouth, venom. Oh. And hubris. <laughs> it's just like, you are terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, just scathing remarks to everybody. Just yes. when she walked out on stage t- towards the end of the movie, she's just like, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. Everyone in the audience is like, <laughs> well, she's Janet Fitness. That's her job. <laughs> job is done when she's fat. That's what the fitness industry does. And I was like, you are nailing this. And those yeah, people were just eating it up. They're like, oh my God, I am. It's Janet. I'm like, but you listen to my show. You've heard me complain about this. You've heard mm-hmm. me complain that the, the younger generation does not have the respect for their history or their elders. And right. that these kids who have grown up on, listen to me, I sound too old, I, but <laughs> younger, some younger queens who have grown up on RuPaul's Drag Race don't understand that throwing shade is an art. Mm-hmm. It's to be used sparingly and with laser-like precision. If everything out of your mouth is an insult or a put down, you're not throwing shade. You're being a cunt. And that's Janet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She feels the need to put everybody down with everything out of her mouth because that's what drag queens are supposed to do because I saw it on TV. No, 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 honey. No, 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 no. Just every time her and Audrey Hartbird were together. <sighs> if you're going to have two faces, <laughs> try to make one of them pretty. Oh, my God. I was just like. I was slack John watching this because I was just like, oh my God, they're just trading barbs. I'm like, this is like, but I was like, Janet is so bitchy. Yeah. It yeah was, and those, 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 those scenes in particular are kind of how shade is supposed to be done. Like this, it's, they're done with a smile and maybe a little bit of a compliment. And like, you, you know, you hit your big mark and then you leave. <laughs> Which I know that from listening to you. Yeah. I do not, I, you know, don't know how to do that. I am not good at throwing shade. I'll just, you know, you know, I'll argue with you, but I can't throw shade. It's not my thing, but I know that it has to be, like you said, laser precision focus, not just thrown around to everyone. It's like you make your point and you gracefully exit. And also like for, for, for true shade, even they do this in RuPaul, like when they have the throwing shade competitions, like you don't go for the jugular, you don't go for personal things that are going to hurt. You maybe go, oh, you make you kind of hold up that mirror and go look at yourself about <laughs> something silly. Like the thing that Janet said, it's like if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have two faces, make at least one of them pretty. The insult wasn't really that she's ugly because they're gonna say that every time out of their mouth. It said you've got your two faced bitch. Yeah, that that's the important part. But anyway, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That was the way I took it. I was like, oh, she just called you a two faced bitch, but in a way that wasn't just saying you're a two faced bitch. Hmm. Hmm. You had to have to stop and think about that. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's good shade. They have, they've left the room by the time you figure out. <laughs> you've been insulted. I'm saying, what are the 
one of the funniest moments I saw with Gloria Hole when she was sitting in the park smoking a cigarette, kind of reflecting on everything. Uh, and here comes the woman jogging with her baby. Baby side-eyed! <laughs> <laughs> and she just flicks her, leans over and flicks her cigarette right into the stroller at the baby. I laughed so loud at that. I, I was already laughing at that because I caught that I told the people that made the movie. I'm like, that is my favorite character. In the movie is baby side. eye. it's in one <laughs> shot of the movie and it's looking at Gloria with all the judgment in the world. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> like, oh, what is he? Your makeup <laughs> is terrible. But just that's what it's over. Favorite... The entire scene was great, but I, I chortled out loud as soon as she flicked that cigarette in at the baby. I was like, Oh, all yeah. right. But again, that's another scene that's like underlining something that's very, very real in the gay community is that watching. Okay. What tends to happen in the cycle of real estate is that you'll have uh, a low income neighborhood, like a black ghetto or a Latino ghetto. The, the rents will get raised because the gays have moved in. They make everything classy and then we make everything really cool and popular. And then the straights come in and then we have to move out because we can't afford it anymore. It's a cycle of real estate. That's how it always goes. So she's sitting there looking out over her town and like this straight woman with a baby just comes up right in front of her blocks review. There's gentrification happening right now. It's not my town anymore. It's, it's, it's jogger mom's town. I'm losing my stage. I'm losing my town. I built all this and it's all going away. And see, it's things like that that I didn't quite pick up on because I'm you not a part of that community. You don't speak the language. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So seeing that I took it as, okay, she's looking, she's looking there. She's looking very much like, what happened to my life? I was once on top. I didn't get the gentrification part. Well, it, but yeah. seeing it now, I'm like, oh, that is right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I have you here to explain that to me, so now I can learn what these little things are. Well, the movie. One of the things I like about the movie. One of the things that makes the movie stand out, and one of because even though it's this little low budget movie that almost nobody saw because it was due to release in the midst of the pandemic, and all of a sudden nobody would touch it because there was nowhere to show it. So the fact that anybody knows about it at all is amazing. But uh, the New York Times got a hold of it. And it made the list of their top 10 LGBT films of 2020, which is amazing. Like it's a big wow. budget, huge cast things. And this little movie was on there. And one of the reasons it was on there is that it addresses all these things that are taboo. I mean, not taboo. All these things that are distinct problems within the queer community that we don't talk about. There's mm -hmm. really ugly side to the rainbow that nobody talks about. Like there's, there's a built-in racism, the ageism that we've talked about, this gentrification thing. Um, a whole bunch of other things get brought up in the movie and addressed, but nobody talks about it. They just happen. Like they're just built into the story. So you either catch it or you don't. That's a commentary on all these things that are wrong with us. And it doesn't say how we're going to solve it, but it's like just going to say yeah, it's holding up that mirror like the shade. Look at us. Mm -hmm. Look at you. You do this, right? One of you does this. One of you out there does this. I know you do. But one of the things I love about the movie, too, is that everybody's a monster. Even our heroes are monsters. Even the likable characters have monstrous aspects to it. Nobody gets away clean yeah. in this movie. Not People at all. I'm probably wondering, where's the horror part, Jeff? <laughs> oh, the horror part is there. I mean, and it starts right away when you think about it. So our first kill is a guy who was trying to hook up with the friend of the bartender. What's his name? Brian, I believe. Oh, no, no, no. That's even way before that. We went to we get the little drug pusher. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That's the opening of the movie. The drug pusher. Yes. Getting you pee getting and pee drugs. And yeah, <laughs> he's, hooking up, that. He, he's hooking up. He's not there for the sex and for the drug. 
Also very yeah. common. Yeah, the drug use, <laughs> rapid sex. Yeah. By the way, gay people have sex. So if you have a problem with that, <laughs> <laughs> you might be uncomfortable in this movie. But if uh, if that's a problem for you, um, well, one, grow the fuck up. Two, this movie's probably not for you. And three, just turn this off. We don't need you. Thank you. Sorry. I'm just, you know, if at this point in 2023, you're that offended by it, take a look at yourself. Hold up that mirror. Look exactly. at you. This is you right here. Anyway. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, not the way we did it was, but not the point right now. We're not going back there. Please stop bringing it up. I can't talk about it anymore. And that drug pusher scene in the opening, that was okay. But I was trying to, I was just like, why is there a bucket? And then it dawned on me what was happening. I'm like, oh. See, I forget about the bucket in the first scene, then, but it all gets wrapped. There are no loose ends by the end of the movie. No, it all gets wrapped up. You know exactly why all of this was happening. Yeah, because the first few victims you just see get slashed, and then you don't realize till much like halfway through the movie that they're sh- the bodies are showing up with no blood at all. So that's what the bucket's for. Yeah, that that was pretty visceral. The screwdriver stabbing, and then you're getting the bits of viscera. Yes, that's one of those things that I could tell somebody stepped in, like one of those one of those. Uh, I don't, I don't know this for certain but it looked like somebody came in and said this kills kind of basic you're stabbing somebody with a screwdriver through a sweater and it's just a close with a sweater mm-hmm. and somebody came in like one of the special effects people can like we're gonna have to amp this up a little bit <laughs> yeah because the first few stabs i'm like okay that's pretty gnarly you're stabbing someone like in the back with a screwdriver that's rough and then i started seeing a little bit more and a little bit more of this bits. viscera and bits and, sticking on. I'm like, and then that. we're getting some twisting action in and some like spinning, like mixing action with this screwdriver. It gets really grisly. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, like just twist it, spin it, you know, work it around. Like, like it's an old arcade machine in the 80s. Just, pl- you know, just yes, move yeah. it around like a joystick. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I was just like, okay, you got me with this one. Because at first, a few stabs, I'm like, okay. And then I was like, oh, there are bits. And just like if somebody was playing, you know, Space Invaders or something and just trying to get the high score. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh. Space Space Invaders was buttons, Jeff. Come on now. What kind of 80s boy are you? Uh, Anyway. That's right. See, I played the home version on Atari. Yeah, meow, 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 meow. But this is what I found with the, this is a pattern for all the kill scenes in general. They all go on too long in the right way. Yes. Uh, like you go, oh, okay. Oh, gross. Oh, 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 it's still going. Oh, oh, ah, oh, oh, please don't. oh no, no, there's more. No, okay. it's that thing where it's like, okay, you're like, this is good. Wait, why is it still going on? And then you're like, oh, I'm glad this continued because I didn't expect that. Um, it's like the the joke that it's funny and then it starts to get not funny and then it's funny again. Yes. Yes. Well, I, what I like about these, they're like, wow, that's great. Oh, that was funny. Or not, or like, oh, that was shot. You know, you have, you have the ew and then you kind of laugh, but then it keeps going. And you're like, oh, okay. This isn't fun anymore. Okay. Stop. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Snapping nerves from across the room. No. <laughs> no. That's, that's uh, how I felt. I felt more that way about the next K 
kill that we see. That's exactly what I was refer- referring to because I figured that would bring yeah. you. Because as soon as I said snapping nerve across the room, that you would know exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, this is the, this is the signature kill of the movie. This is the most famous scene from the movie. It's in the trailer, so we're not spoiling anything. <laughs> this I was not expecting it because I I went in without watching a trailer. I didn't want to see anything of this. Just what I had heard you talk about. So I was like, I'm not watching a trailer. I want to go in 100% blind to this and really just take this, take all of this movie in without knowing more than what I knew from what you had talked about before. Mm-hmm. So to see this scene of this guy who was wanting to hook up, but not really wanting to hook up with the people at the bar. Well, uh, well, this, this is another one of those issues that come up is that, you know, the, the anti, like I said, racism, but also the anti-femme. But this this guy he's supposed to meet he's supposed to meet one of our heroes Brian who's wonderfully awful Brian Broadway <laughs> Brian oh my God wonderfully flamboyant Chris Dalpy my favorite performance in the movie just so over the top oh but my it, God. It, if you meet if you meet Chris Dalpy that's him he's not acting that's him you exactly what you get I love but, that um but he's he's supposed to be he's like oh they're they're so excited uh because his, uh, his friend Dwayne our main character has come back to town it's we're gonna go out to town now that you're back and we're gonna have a great night oh by the way I'm meeting somebody I hooked up with on powder so <laughs> Dwayne's like great I'm gonna be the third wheel he's like no no everything's gonna be fine and they meet this guy and he's this yuppie preppy piece of crap mm-hmm. immediately so, as soon as that guy showed up on screen I was like I don't like you no no well he went to Bayes University so you know he's gonna be bad. <laughs> Not brown. <laughs> he's not quite Ivy League. Nope. But yeah, he's, he's, he, well, he didn't fit. He didn't fit with the whole bar. Like, as soon as you see him, like, oh, no, with the blue shirt and the pain. Like, you no, know, you're a straight guy. Oh, no, 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 no. There's something wrong with you that's not going to be good. But no, he's, he's, yeah. he's, Brian's too femme for him and Dwayne's too black. Which I was like, at first I was like, okay, what did you expect when you were coming to this bar? One, to be put off by the femme aspect. Oh, there's the black thing, and I'm like, you are a piece of shit all around. Yeah. Well, there's, 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 that's 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 like I'm, I can say that there's tons of I see I've seen enough profiles on enough social, uh, you know, hookup apps that they will say no fams, no blacks. <sighs> mask from I mean, they even have. What did you think the mask for mask ball is all about? Mask <laughs> for mask, masculine for masculine. Although this mm-hmm. is a masquerade ball, so it was mask for mask, but that's what they're playing on. Everybody who was on AOL in the 90s know exactly what mask <laughs> for mask means. No femmes. That was on AOL in the 90s. I didn't I didn't understand that. You were not that. in the and same chat rooms that I was no. in. Thank you very much. No, no, I wasn't. I probably would have had more fun. But yeah, so <laughs> the guy, so yeah, they they, they this, the hookup's not happening. Brian's devastated. And as the guy's leaving, he he hooks up on Pounder, not Grinder. Pounder. Can I just say I love that the app was called Pounder. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's 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 funny. That's really good. That is clever. It's not just like, oh, just let's just get some generic. They're like, no, let's make it Pounder. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, bravo. And I'm sorry, like this, 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 this whole hookup thing. Let's just say that I can say, I mean, everyone I've talked about the movie, every gay person I've talked about, they're like, oh yeah, I've been there. I've been on some like 3 a.m. hookup that I know I should not be going on, and like I'm getting every red flag, but I'm going anyway, which is exactly what this guy walks into. This guy walks into a trap. That he, he, he <laughs> everything about this is like, oh no, 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 no. Oh, just come around the back of the house, go down to the bulkhead. The bulkhead? No, no. No, you're going into the murder basement? No. Oh, there's plastic all over everything. No, get out, girl. No. As as soon as I was like, okay, one, they're like, go into the backyard, then go 
through the bulkhead. I'm like, okay, right there. No. And he goes down the whole rooms in plastic. And I said audibly out loud, I was like talking to the movie. I'm like, if you walk into a room that is covered with plastic, that's not a good sign. You turn around and leave. But Jeffrey, here's the thing. Some people in my community will set up a glory hole as a hookup. So you might walk into a room that's all covered in plastic that's got a hole cut in it. Some and people now I understand I've I've never I've never encountered that myself, but I've had other people encounter that. And I've seen people advertise that, like just come over and you know you don't have to see me, I don't have to see you, just drop and go. And so I could see that you'd be like, okay, this might be this might be a lot more plastic than I was anticipating, but there's the hole. There's the hand gesturing me over. I'm sorry, that shot of that gloved hand coming out of the glory hole, gesturing him over, is gorgeous. It is so beautiful to watch. It's just like, oh, okay. Just the way the light's reflecting off the glove, it looks like a snake. It's just it's like some kind of <laughs> doesn't look human. It's wonderful, though. Wonderfully scary shot. Yeah. But, it's you know, dudes being dudes, He's like, well, you know what? Any hole will do. Yeah. It's like. I'm just here to get blown. So I'm just going to put it in and we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's like, and a part of me is like, nobody should be sticking their dick through random holes. No matter your orientation. It's not, I mean, that I, is, that, I is, get, that is a big part of our culture. Glory holes are what we do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, our main character is Gloria hole as well. Exactly. So, so just part of me was like, don't like, that's, don't don't put it in. No, this is well, bad. Well, don't. It's, it's okay, Jeff. He'll never do it again. He learned no. his lesson. He will never he do it again. Did learn his lesson. Also, I I did like the fact where he's like, "Hey, watch the teeth." Yep. But did that stop it? Did he did he leave? Then no, he left no. it. Left it in there. Left it in. What I like is that shot. Okay, so he you see him insert his penis into the glory hole, and you can all breathe easy. It's a fake penis. You. Obviously, okay. you can you can tell that it's fake. It's not real. I mean, I'm just putting that out enough. there because I'm right. sorry, I'm sorry. Sidebar, sidebar. There's this full frontal nudity of Chris uh, Cillian Murphy in Oppenheimer, and my feed has been full of straight guys freaking out because they saw a penis in IMAX. Which I don't understand. Just I don't get understand over it. But I'm just saying, if that's you, I don't judge you, but just know that this is not a real penis. It's a fake boner. Right. Which is also what Jeff said when I got pregnant, <laughs> but that's a. Yeah, sorry about that. I should have had a new grinder. <laughs> oh. Now, be- before we get to that, what I liked is just before we see what's going on on the other side, you see just how vulnerable he is. He's up against the wall, his hands against the wall. Is that shot down? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no getting away from this now. You are no. too committed, but you are so vulnerable and unable to get away right now. You're literally anchored. Into this wall right now. <laughs> if whoever, whoever's on the other side doesn't want you to go, you won't go. Yeah, I I love that because I'm like this. You are the most vulnerable right now, and you don't even understand what's about to happen. And then we see a meat grinder taken to his unit. I love that we hear it before we see it. Just the crank, yes, crank, <laughs> and then the slow reveal of it just coming across. I'm like, oh. They're building up the tab like, oh, the shot inside of the gear turning that that drive that's just going to grab you like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and they don't shy away from showing it going in and getting mangled and coming out. 
as filling for a meat Actually, pie. You don't, you don't see it. You don't see it go in and getting mangled. You, you think you do, but you don't. But no, you just see him pulling away on the other side of the wall. And you're like, oh, it's gross. His penis came up. But then I said, like I said, you realize not all of it comes off right away. And he comes, he goes stumbling across the room and you realize a nerve has stretched all the way across the room. And then it snaps and you're like, ah, ah. And it took him a couple of tries to get free. Oh yeah. He has to tear himself out of there. Cause the first awful. time you're like, you see something, you're like, wait, what? And then it's like the second well, it's couple not of pulls, you're like, me- oh. It's a meat grinder, Jeffrey. It's not going to be a clean cut. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I like yeah. the fact that we're seeing what's coming out of the meat grinder as yeah. the most <laughs> the most gross filling for Mrs. Lovett's meat pies ever. Oh, oh. well, it's because you got to put it three times in the grinder, Jeffrey. Three times if you want a Mrs. Lovett meat pie. Oh. Don't you try to out musical theater me? How dare you? I, I just wanted to throw that one in. I don't know anything else. Come on. Yeah, that's fine. That's you fine. know this. Uh, but that scene is one that it goes on for just too long, but it's it's so good. Yeah, because it, it keeps getting worse. You think it's done. Oh, no, it's not that. Oh, there's, oh, there's, oh, there's more. oh God, there's more. <laughs> Whereas some mainstream movie wouldn't have shown, you know, him putting it into the hole. They would have just shown you the grinder and then him on the other side writhing, and that's about it. Yeah, it would have been like, oh, we're not showing you anything weird, and then maybe yeah. the bloody grinder being thrown on the floor afterward. This yeah. movie was like, no, we're gonna show you exactly. Oh no, honey! What this oh no, guy, no, honey! What this guy's gonna get? <laughs> this may be the only chance we're ever gonna make a movie. We're gonna show you everything <laughs> disgusting that we can, the way we want to do it. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was grossed out, but at the same time, I was like. This is really fun to watch. And then the nerve snapping. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. It's like, God damn. <laughs> but even then it's not done. It's like after it snaps is when you get a huge gush of blood out of the stump of a comma. Stop. Yeah. Stop. That's the you think, oh, okay, it's done. And then no, if he's sitting there just looking at it, there's just nope, a of not- blood. <laughs> Had you fucked the femme guy, this would never have happened. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> See, you were an anti-feminine, anti-black piece of shit. So and now you got no dick. Who's femme now? <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> that was deliberate. Yeah. Macho man. You're dead now. Okay. <sighs> There's so much to get into with this movie. I don't know where to go. I'm following your lead. Can I say that I really enjoyed tragedy? Tragedy? is the best character that has ever happened in any movie ever. And I don't, I'm so glad you're a straight person who appreciated tragedy. The fact that they cut back at one point and she's just playing the theremin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What? <laughs> there a tragedy is this drag queen who's on the sidelines most of the time. And every time there she's there, she's always doing something really weird but really interesting that nobody's paying attention to, <laughs> which makes her fascinating. The dusting of the disco ball. Au revoir, mon ami. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed like a French clown. What's happening? Yeah. I just love that for the most, for the beginning of the movie, there's tragedy has not said a word. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. Maybe she's mute. She's playing the theremin, just walks off after she's mm-hmm. done. And then when you hear her speak, I'm like, to, oh, two people to the to the whopping two people applauding. <laughs> oh my god. 
I was like, wait, there's a theremin in this movie? Okay. There's a theremin right. in this movie. It's Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday night theremin night with Gloria Hole. And just, Gloria has to follow the theremin. <laughs> I just, uh, tragedy. As soon as I saw her, I was like, there's something about this character I'm immediately liking. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, every costume choice, brilliant. When the cops were interrogated, they're like, so what's your name? I am tragedy. <laughs> okay, but I, like your name, I am I tragedy. Am tragedy with an I. It's tragedy <laughs> with an I because she's fancy. It's like you just have to go with this man. She is tragedy. That's she doesn't it. have. She doesn't have much to say, but everything she says is gold. <laughs> oh my god! Just so good. Does it see where there's the two other older dragons? Like what? But the, my only beef with the movie is that the runtime is a little long, but I wouldn't cut anything because mm. the thing that makes it long is all this love letter stuff to the drag scene of Providence. Right. So it's all this stuff for the locals, and it's all featuring local drag queens and scenes, scenes to get them in the movie, and it adds so much flavor, I wouldn't cut it. I mean, it's not advancing the story, but I know why it's there, and I appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a scene where there's two drag queens who are not uh, 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 major players just putting on their makeup and talking about the murders that are going on and like tragedy what do you think's going on and they cut to tragedy and she's eating a pomegranate with a hunting knife in an immaculate <laughs> white outfit I said that girl is supernatural how are you not covered in stains <laughs> like there's no way that would actually happen it is if you're tragedy <laughs> tragedy is the only one who could do it uh-huh no, Tragedy's fantastic. Uh, oh, I know. I we talk about Tommy Two Fingers. Tony Two Fingers. Oh my God. <laughs> He's so angry. Oh my God. His. <laughs> One of the things I adore about this movie is that I, I know all these people. And I don't mean the actors in the movie, like these characters. I'm like, oh yeah, uh huh. I've dealt with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, and with bars, and it's not just gay bars, but I mean, a lot of bars in general, especially in the city especially the ones that have been around for a long time, like the ones that were mm -hmm. around in the sixties had mafia ties. That's how they stayed open. Right. Cause it was when, when it was still, still legal, the mafia kept them open. So a lot of bars have some really seedy people running them and Tony's one of them. So this is absolutely great. It's his community. It's his hub of the community, but a real shit bag owns it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, this is right. This is absolutely right. I love Tony. Everything's loud. Everything's <laughs> everything's coarse. Like, no matter what, it's like he could be having the best day and he's still just going to be angry. Something has pissed him off. And he's he's got some zingers. He's got some zingers. Like, Glorious complains to him about the whole uh, this whole thing. He's like, listen, I used to be the first lady of Providence. Nobody appreciates anything. What happened to glamour? What happened to talent? What happened to staging? And she goes, he goes, what happened? What, did they not like enough? What are the numbers that you pulled out of your sarcophagus, Gloria? <laughs> Here, has the money. Go buy yourself a new wig. That one looks like he used it as a gum rag. He's awful. He's awful. And we never found out why he has two fingers. No, never. And we lost the other three. I don't think we even see them, but it doesn't matter. We we only see them. I you catch glimpses, but you can't, they don't really show it completely. Like there's a couple of shots where you can kind of see his hand. It looks like he's just folding the fingers under, which I'm certain was just so they could get a quick glimpse. Yeah. You don't see his hand until later when Gloria is exacting some revenge. Yeah. And, then yeah. You and see even, there's and two even then I wasn't paying attention because the revenge was, was but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. 
<laughs> we'll get, look, we're, we're just going to spoil this movie because you need to see it. So if you listen this far, why aren't, why haven't you gone and watched the movie and then come yeah, back? That, it's a very hard movie to talk about because there's so many characters and so many layers of things going on, but they do all pay off in the end. Everything does mm-hmm. come together. And you're like, oh, okay, everything needed to be there. There were no random parts. So that's why yeah. it's a little difficult to talk about. So we're, we're shying over a lot of things, or otherwise we're going to be here all day. But um, yeah, Tom, Tom, he's got some great comedy stuff. All the stuff, the way he treats his performers is fabulous, too. completely on point. You're a performer. You're nothing. I run this place. Fuck off. Yeah. You're just the talent. You're replaceable, which you are, which clearly you are. Ask Gloria that's, how replaceable yeah. she is. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is, Another drag queen's dead. The show must go on. That's showbiz. Yeah, that's what's crazy. It's like, there be there's murders going on, and he's like, I need to keep this fucking club open and make some goddamn money. Wow. <laughs> he tells the cops, make it disappear. Oh, <laughs> find yeah, the body he... in his dumpster. They find <laughs> that was the the drug pusher's body, I believe, in the dumpster. Correct? Because that was early on. Yeah, yeah. And they they dump and... It, they dump it in the dumpster. They hide it in the dumpster behind Poo Poo's Chinese restaurant, <laughs> which closed down shortly after the body was discovered there. <laughs> And an oriental really? rug. Because like I said, we're dealing with oh, if that offended you, you're in the wrong movie. But I just did tell anything like that that was like that was offensive. I'm like, that's what John Waters would do. John exactly. Waters does stuff and doesn't flinch. He doesn't care about offending people. He's like, you got a problem with it, fuck off. It's funny. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be offensive in, in like a derogatory way. It was meant to be like, have you not seen how offensive they are up to this point already? Yes. Because exactly. this is the world we're in. Yeah. Poor poo-poos. Oh man, just <laughs> the cops were. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the cops in this. I really don't. The gay, not gay cops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when was it uh, O'Hara played by was it Michael Ahern? Michael, yeah, one of the writers and directors. Yeah. He takes the first call and he's like, "Yeah, with you'll have to give me a few minutes. I'm with my partner. No, my detective partner. Yes." Yeah, like, we we don't know if they're gay or not. We do, but they do really gay. They, 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 if they if they if they do any gay stuff, it'll be, it's just a couple of cops helping each other. Hey, I'm just helping my partner out. It's one of those deals. That's what I get yeah. out of that. Um, there's a scene because there's a scene later on where the other one, uh, Barry, Detective Barry, is is at the computer looking stuff up. And oh no, it's the other way. Michael's uh, Michael's at the computer, and the guys behind him just like, man, you're really tense. He's rubbing his shoulder. He goes, you know, it'd be a lot better if you took his shirt off. <laughs> Every gay man in the house is like, yes, <laughs> and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because they're hot. Well, I also love that it's a bunch of beefy, hairy guys who made this movie about drag. I love it. I love it. There's the whole dichotomy of that. But it's so, it's this whole movie was so much fun. I talking like you said, talking about it is hard because we could be here all day breaking down every little thing. Yeah, and it could be a master class for me in learning about the drag community and drag performing and all that. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to get into. I mean, and yeah. I, um, well, I, should we just cut to, I mean, I don't know what to, let's uh, at this point, let's just go for why these murders are happening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, cause there's, like you said, there's so many little things that are happening and they're not happening for no reason, but it's, it's so hard because Every little thing has a purpose. I think you have to use, and I hate to say this way, like broad strokes to get through just a, just talking about the movie in general. But it's so hard because there's so many little things that you want to discuss. Mm-hmm. 
100%. 100%. All these little moments of magic. I mean, the mas- the person who's getting a massage and gets killed. Oh, yeah. It's another one that goes on for too long. The killer goes on for too long. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wait, what? What? Okay. Why? Why are we still here? Just holding on the bucket as the person is being drained from the, the slit in their throat. It's like, Man. oh, uh, you, know what I to, you know what I want to touch on? You touched on it briefly. I want to talk about Pup. Oh, yes, Pup. Oh, Tony's. One of the things, Tony, Tony, Tony's Pup. Tony's Puppy. Yeah, Tony's Puppy. One of the things I really admire about this movie is that they are, they're, Tony, Two Fingers, has a pup. And if you don't know, pup play is a increasingly popular kind of kink play. And there's this relationship in the movie that's there the whole time, and it's never a joke. Mm-mm. It's never pointed out as weird. Everybody just accepts that, oh, yeah, that's Tony, and that's his pup. Yeah, they look over, and they'll see pup there, and they'll be like, oh, all right. Pup might growl at somebody, and he's like, hey. Okay. Pup got to do what pup got to do. You know, Tony scolds him, like, get back in the corner, and nobody's like, this is really fucking weird. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, it, it's just the way it's just them. They've always been together, and this is them. There's the couple that've been together, and I love that as the movie goes on. Even though like Tony is always angry and always yelling at everybody, including Pup, when Pup disappears, Tony's fucked up. Tony's really sad. It's the <laughs> he, it's the time you act, see he's actually, actually a person. Yeah, he actually loves somebody, and he loves this silly little Pup, and it made it made everything that happened that ring and and have some weight to it, which mm-hmm. was great. Poor little Pup, poor Pup. Oh, pup didn't hurt nobody. Nope. Everybody who nobody. dies in this is an asshole except for Pup. Pup is the only one where you're like, I didn't want to see Pup die. Pup didn't do anything. No. Pup was just in his corner. Mm-hmm. Look at Beefy. That's exactly what <laughs> I, I, I applaud that. Oh, the times when Pup would try to get close to Tony is like, you only want to fuck when I'm angry or <laughs> what's it he said? You're always angry. <laughs> it's like, hello. <laughs> You were going to have a heart condition or a stroke, sir, because you were always at 110. Well, I mean, it couldn't have anything to do with the boatloads of cocaine that he's been snorting the entire movie. Oh, no, not that. Nah, nah. <laughs> Tell me calms down. Tell me relaxes. Oh, my God. The amount of cocaine that man snorted throughout this movie. I mean, I guess that's a Providence thing. I'm like, people are still doing cocaine because nobody's doing that around here anymore. Yeah, I... I have not heard about it here. Yeah. Whatever. California, it's meth. Mm -hmm. That's what it is here, too. uh, Yeah, I did like his little uh, Rolodex of dogs that he tends his little carousel Rolodex. That was weird. That I only noticed that this time through. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Are those his former puppies? No, because those are actual puppies. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, he's got a like a little stuffed dog like Doberman on his desk. He's got this little carousel Rolodex. Did you notice though that every time Lieutenant Barry tries to make a valiant point, he knocks, he knocks, over. Over, he knocks over, he knocks over the top. every time, and then just casually sets it back in place. Yeah, totally embarrassed, like okay, like uh, sorry, poor Lieutenant Barry can't do anything right. <laughs> it happened once, and I was like, okay, so, and then it happened again. I'm like. And then it starts right. happening off camera. Like you just, you know, you're, you're just seeing him knocking something. You're like you see him resetting something off camera. Like he knocked over the fucking dog again. Hey, what? Like, how do you keep doing this? 
yeah, the Tony's canine obsession is weird. But you did point something out interesting to me that was on Tony's corkboard behind him before we got on the before we got on to do the podcast yeah. today. This movie's meta, y'all. Hold on, <laughs> buckle in. <laughs> There's a poster on Tony's corkboard for fundraising for Death Drop Gorgeous to make the movie Death Drop Gorgeous, the movie that we're watching right now. Inception. And it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake because they covered part of it up. They covered up the title, but it's enough to to know what it is. It's there for, like, I think the hardcore fans of this movie. In this universe, someone else is making a movie called Death Drop Gorgeous. It's probably 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 tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, yes, I'm going to make this movie. Actually, that tracks. (laughs) With how things play out, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, shall we get back to it? It it turns out, shall we we spoil it now? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. The killer's been Gloria Hole this whole time. And I didn't expect that. I didn't either. And the reveal is nicely done too. And it happens a lot earlier than I expected as well. Because it's not just a whodunit. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, all right. Now we know who the killer is. But it turns out, oh, this is actually not a slasher movie. This is a supernatural movie. There There is something supernatural going on. Here. Yes. What's she, what's, much she doing so. with, what's she doing with all this blood? She is gathering the blood from young gay men to rejuvenate herself, to get young again and reclaim her former glory. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a whole Countess Bathory bath thing planned out for herself with a ritual and shit and everything. And it turns out it works. <laughs> it worked well. Oh my God! So you get yeah. So you get you get this rejuvenated Gloria, running around, youthful vampire like monster drag queen stalking around the whole last third of the movie. I'm like, this is this is amazing. I don't know where we are right now, and it's a different actor. It is, and I didn't realize. I was like, wow. And then I was like, hearing the voice, I'm like, this has got to be a different person. Uh huh. And that is Johnny Cedarquist. Yes, uh, or Ninny Nothing, Ninny Nothing. <laughs> Okay. I did not yeah. realize it was a drag name, so apologies for not My first time, my first few times through the movie, I didn't even realize it was a different person because I didn't like. We don't see the drag performers out of drag, so I don't know what Gloria mm-hmm. looks like out of drag. It could be her, you know, with all the contouring mm-hmm. and makeup. You could change your face how a face looks quite a bit. It could have been her, and it didn't matter. It doesn't matter either way. But either way, this is fabulous. That there's this rampaging thing that now I've regained my form for glory, and now everybody's going to pay. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's 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 made my life hell, who's made this this town hell, who's made being gay hell, who doesn't appreciate what we've been given, you're all going down. And it's fucking fantastic when she walks into the club and you cut to tragedy. She goes, "It's beautiful. It's beautiful." <laughs> Just, I was like, "Huh? Why did she say it that way?" Then once you get to the end, you realize why. Yeah. And it's like, ah, it all comes together, but you're just like, wait a minute. Why are you? She's like, just so enthralled. Just like, it's beautiful. I never made. Okay. Tragedy is connected to all this, but I didn't make the connection. I said, but if anybody in this movie would be able to look at somebody and go, oh, that's some kind of vampire monster that's rejuvenated itself. Yeah. That'd be tragic. Oh, it's one of Mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. Well done. Just the confidence with Gloria's walking back into all that and just. mm. Mm. <laughs> I have to say, touching back real quick, uh, when Gloria tried to do a more modern performance early on. Hashtag I swallow. <laughs> oh my God. 
I was watching it and I'm like, oh no, it's why? It's, it's your carry moment. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, Gloria, no, you Gloria no. just got laughed off the stage. Ugh. I like legitimately Janet, felt Janet bad for that character. Oh, I was oh, just it's like, a heartbreaking ugh. moment. I mean, she's got several of them. Is that one early on too? Sorry, we're jumping all over the place, but like where we when she follows tragedy and ther- uh, playing her theremin. And she comes out and she starts doing this ballad and just the way it's shot, you're going, we're in a different movie all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like this is a performer who knows what she's doing and it's magic. And after like eight bars, she just throws the whole thing out the window and goes, fuck this. There's nobody here. Yeah. Fuck this. You don't deserve this. The amount of work I put into this. It's a heartbreaking moment. And if you're a performer of any kind, all of a sudden you realize there's nobody in the house. Yeah. yeah. I, when I saw her just go, and there's nobody here. And walk yeah. off, I was like, this is her going, yeah, you you don't deserve to see this. Fuck all of you. That song like, is fabulous. Is and one of the things mm-hmm. I love this, there's a whole final scene in, in, in Tony's basement where she's getting her, her killer monologue about why she's doing it and, and, and just really ripping everybody to shreds, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. The whole final battle, Gloria's song is on the record player, but it's skipping. <laughs> It's that song that's played, but it's just, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. Like, this is so good mm-hmm. for a character who's stuck in the past. I remember, I remember, I'm mm-hmm. trying to bring back 1983 again, and it's not coming. And I love it. It's just a wonderful choice. I love that it happens. She's starting to do her performance there at the end, and the record starts because there's nothing fucking work in this place. <laughs> no. And then, like you say, you just hear that the entire time. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. I was like, "That's that's a brilliant little touch there." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it should get annoying, but it doesn't. It's it's very it's very upsetting. It's like it's just, <laughs> it, it's it 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 gets on your nerves in the right way. It, it's mm-hmm. raising the tension for the scene. You just want it to stop. Kind of like when Tony's pulling out his own intestines. You're like, "Stop it!" Oh, God. <laughs> or she's pulling oh. out. She's like, oh, look, look, there's more. Ah! <laughs> kept it going. It's like. Oh, this have to stop. Nope, you're just going to keep going. Okay, well, we're well, stop. Nope, there Jeff, we go. There's more. <laughs> it's a scientific fact. If you pulled out your large and small intestines and you laid them end to end, they stretch all the way to the moon. It's true. There's mm-hmm. 93 million miles of <laughs> intestines in everybody's stomach. That is a Science. scientific fact. Scientific fact. You heard it here first, kids. Uh, it was so good. I That whole speech she gave was just, my tuck is everlasting. My t- uh-huh. And I know that was the title you used for your show because I was looking back to see exactly what I was doing research for this. I was looking back and I saw that. I went, that's why that is there. <laughs> that's why you chose that. Just, uh, yeah, that is. She, uh, she's, she's immortal now. And I- she's immortal. And just, man, she lays into Tony and everybody else, like you said, in that speech. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, we, remember we were. I don't remember what she was saying, but she's just, I wish I had the quotes in front of me. And I wish I, I should know them better by now. But just, like, remember when we were young and we had all these dreams, and look what you've done, <laughs> look what you've made. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody in charge in this town a piece of shit? Yeah, and that was that was something that was throughout the film. Is everybody who was in charge was just so shitty. Uh, yeah, the other the other line of hers that I love comes earlier with her and Janet 
when Janet was made some comment about that she was old and she does that thing where she laughs, slams that, that case down and like t- just laughs and like takes three hours to light a cigarette <laughs> to draw to, to the tension. And she just goes, honey, do you think you're going to be young forever? Every perfectly bleached asshole has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. And I love that because because like I said, I'm an aging queen myself, and my 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 bleached asshole is ready to expire at any time. Who knows? Who knows? It's a ticking time bomb back there. But uh, <laughs> I love that 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 through this whole final battle, I'm like, I get you, I get this rage, I get mm-hmm. this how you get older and you become invisible in the gay community. I get this. I'm kind of on your side, which makes me a monster too. <laughs> But I don't think you you can help but be sort of on her side because you're like, you were just cast aside. Like you were disposable when you were the foundation for everything that these people are enjoying now. So instead of respecting you and kind of holding you up in this regard like they should, they're just like, well, you're old news. These new younger people are where it's at. You know, get over yourself. It's like, well, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Gloria. Exactly. So you're kind of on her side, despite the fact that she is this monster killing people. You're like, I kind of get where you're like, get, show me the respect I deserve for building this community that you love so much yeah. and are having fun with every night, coming to the club and seeing these young new performers who wouldn't be here if I didn't do it first. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's not just about the performing. It's about breaking down the barriers to let this happen. Mm-hmm. Like when I was doing this, I might have gotten arrested, but I did it anyway. Yeah. Show me some goddamn respect. I, uh, but anyway, um, one, uh, there's a trend in some of the horror movies that I've been seeing lately, some of the newer horror movies that I'm really enjoying. That, um, where, uh, and I'm thinking of things like Sissy, and there was another movie that I covered last year that was similar, where everybody deserved what they got, but nobody deserved what they got. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those movies like everybody's a monster, but you didn't deserve that. Yeah. And I like that kind of dichotomy where you're just like everybody really is just kind of trying their best to fit in this world, playing by the rules of this world. And it just turns out the rules of this world make you a monster. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and I, if I may, if I, I would like to tie it into the uh, to X and, and Pearl. If I may. Yeah, I haven't seen them, but it's fine because I'll get to them eventually. So but feel free. Right One ahead. of the things that really upset me when I was hearing people talk, like even when I saw X mm-hmm. uh, before Pearl was even out, there was a lot of giggling every time this older, the old woman would try to get physical, get some kind of physical attention from one of the younger cast members. Like she crawls into bed naked with uh, Mia, Mia Goth and tries to seduce one of the men. And everyone's like, ah, ah, horny old lady. I'm like, that's not what this is about. It's not about the mm-hmm. sex. This is an incredibly lonely woman who hasn't been touched in ages. And when Pearl came out, I realized it's not even just that. She also, when she was young, all she wanted to do was be in the movies and be a star and get away. But no, she got tucked away from everybody by her husband and and this farm where she was alone. She's always alone, always cut off, desperate for touch, desperate for connection that she never, never gets. And now these fucking kids come in, flaunting their bodies gorgeous having sex with everybody that they want to getting as much touch as they need going to be stars mm-hmm. in the movies like she was going to be and all she wants is just be a little touch of that a little piece of that just notice me right and they don't 
so they have to die. I said, I get that. And that is very, very real because I'm over 50 now. I'm starting to feel that. Like all of a sudden you start to like, okay, I get to someday no one's going to want you anymore. Right. And I listen, I, I listen to the young gays and I hear them giggle and titter. I'm like, oh, TikTok kids, TikTok, TikTok. Your asshole is wrinkling more than you know. <laughs> yeah, that bleached asshole definitely has an expiration date. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, people might say that's trite, but I'm just saying it's an interesting thing to see in movies these days. That it's a that it, it's it's a very adult thing. It's something that's not geared toward twenty something people. You don't get that. You don't get this fear yet. Mm-hmm. Playing on that fear that someday no one's going to want to touch you anymore. Exactly. It's not. It's not marketed to a younger audience. There's a very specific audience that 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 message is geared towards. What I also love about the message is like, oh, you'll get it one day. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get it. TikTok, TikTok. It's just wait, just wait. TikTok. You'll see exactly how this message is prevalent for you in time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, it's a cool movie. Oh, and then it turns out, yeah, that that it, it was, it, yeah, she's a vampire, a, a form of vampire, and it's tragedy that turned her. It's tragedy, <laughs> tragedy is at the root of everything, as she should be. <laughs> I love that because I was like, okay, it's the credits. I'm like, I want to see if there's anything. And then I saw it pop up and I went, wait a minute, what is this? Two, two extra and I was like, <laughs> I went, okay. Now I see where it all started. <laughs> she gives Gloria some of her blood. Gloria's, are you off your tit? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that they're driving out of town. Thelma and Louise style is convertible after everybody's dead. Uh, <laughs> And they're kind of realizing, okay, so it's going to be us forever, huh? <laughs> I would watch a road trip movie with those two. It doesn't have to be horror. Take me anywhere with these two. I want to go where you go. Because <laughs> this movie's going to be nuts. I am on board for that because I was like, I want more of these two. I just, Immediately, I was away. I was like, I need more tragedy in my life. Uh-huh. Take that as you will. But watching those two, yeah, like like you, it's like give me a road movie with these two, just just to see what happens. Or anything, like, they're just two gals living in an apartment, just trying to get by. By the way, the vampires—they're <laughs> the high school teachers. <laughs> it, it give me something that is Pee Wee's Big Adventure esque with those two, and I'm fine. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The more like, tragedy, the better. On, on frequent viewings, you'll realize that the whole thing with tragedy, even it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's hinted at throughout. Um, just like I'm saying that she's doing supernatural things like eating a pomegranate in a white outfit without getting any juice on her. But mm-hmm. people have lines like, oh, um, there's always beauty, beauty in tragedy. This is all going to end in tragedy. Yeah. It's, there's several it's, lines where tragedy comes up and you're going, yeah, that could be interpreted as, yeah, tragedy's been behind this. Oh, oh, you're not saying tragedy with a, with a Y. You're, your mouth is saying tragedy with a Y, but the movie's saying tragedy with an I. Exactly. tragedy has been behind this the whole time this is all going to end with tragedy and it did in the car going to california <laughs> going to disneyland yeah i the whole how do i want to say this well first off, i was just going to say this whole movie was just a fun ride for me it was fantastic i i loved every second that i was watching it even if it seemed ridiculous i was like you know what they know exactly what they're doing here the scene where we re- where we find out Gloria Hole is the killer when she's confronted with Brian, <laughs> he comes. We th- haven't even got we haven't gotten into Brian or actually our two or 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 our final girl at all, which is amazing. But 
that's just the way this movie is. There, I mean, the drag stuff is going to overshadow the people who are not mm-hmm. in drag 100% anytime in any given situation. But Brian's a monster. Brian is Brian. <laughs> he had what I love oh, about Brian God. is that he is the friend you want, he is an attentive friend, but he's also really self involved at the same time. Like, he'd be giving you all this. And, in a regular horror movie, you'll have that friend to the final girl who's like, oh, gosh, tell me all your problems. I'll help you with your problems. Everything's going to be okay. I'm here to cheer you up. That's my sole job. Brian says all those lines, and then he's just, like, checking his phone, like not really paying yeah. attention. He's, like, but he's saying all the and, right things but not doing the actions. And I said, that's 100% real life. Yeah, I love that scene where he's like, tell me what's going on. And then <laughs> immediately like, uh, goes to the phone. <laughs> yeah, immediately. I've like, had a lot of wine. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that line alone. I've had a lot of wine. I'm but like, yeah, that is such a real line. I'm sure that was. I'm sure that was improv too. It felt like, like I, an improv. I said that to Leanne. She was kind of casually watching with me. I was like, I feel like that line could have just been improv. They were like, we're leaving it in. Yeah, because you know he kind of knocked a glass over. Just feel like <laughs> I'm going to cover that with this line. It's a it's the best line ever. Um, but no, Brian's a Brian's an actor. I want to be an actor. Or just thinks he's an actor, and he decides like I'm gonna be in this movie, and I've decided my character is gonna be an aging drag queen. So I'm gonna ask Gloria Hull for advice. I had to be old. Number two, <laughs> and just shows up and demands. All the, and while she's out of the room, while she's made, she's got to go cut up some fruit for for bingo. She actually actually no, with the line she's like, oh, excuse me, I got to go cut up some fruit before bingo. Which is gonna work on two levels, and <laughs> next thing she's gonna be cutting up fruit in the kitchen. Then he's gonna cut up some fruit in the living room. <laughs> I mean, Brian. But while she's gone, he goes in her closet and is trying on her outfit and her wigs. No, 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 no. Even I no, knew, I'm like, you have crossed no. a line. No, you did not have permission. No, no. I you mean, don't it's, do that. I mean, there, there is, there is a line that somebody said to me when I was very young, like, t- like. You do not touch a woman's purse unless she asks you to touch her purse because touching a woman's purse is like touching her vagina. That is like going – you do not touch a drag queen's wig ever, ever. Mm-hmm. So when he got killed, I'm like, he deserved that. You 100% deserve She could have not been the killer and just killed him for that. <laughs> it could have been completely separate <laughs> thing. But I'm a burglar. I'm with you. No. That's, that's kind of what I thought at first was like, oh – she just killed him because she was tired of this. And there's going to be another thing going on. And then because there's an no. hour left in the, there's an hour left in the movie at that point. Yeah. We just found out who the killer is already. But yeah, when he walks out through that same door, the bulkhead that our second kill went down, I was like, Oh, when I saw that, I went, okay, it is Gloria. Cause I thought, mm-hmm. Oh, she was just fed up with this, this guy's antics and, you know, trying on her shit. No, she had enough and was like, you know what? I'm just gonna kill you. I'm tired of this shit. Okay. Yeah. Since you showed up at my house anyway, I might as well get something out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, you're horrible. You're a horrible person. You're horrible. <laughs> horrible. We're all horrible. But that line keeps coming up too. Like, like, uh, like throughout the movie, Dwayne's just like everybody. They're all monsters. Every single one of them are monsters. And Gloria says that at mm-hmm. the end when she's fighting their final ghost, she's like, "Have you checked yourself, Dwayne?" I think you're a monster just like the rest of us, which he is, which he mm-hmm. is in his own right. I, 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 so I love this judgment-free thing, like, or it's, it's this widespread judgment that's also not judgment because everybody's doing their best, but it turns out that's not good enough. Yeah. As a community, do better. Yeah, the only one who you can clearly say, as we referenced before, who has really nothing is Pup. Yeah. Puppet, well, I was going to say, tragedy isn't, 
But tragedy is what tragedy is. Tragedy has made no bones about who she is this whole movie. So <laughs> she's not learn about anything. Just nobody's paying attention. Yeah. Nobody's she's dusting disco balls and eating pomegranates in the most clean manner ever. And nobody everybody's just like, oh, that's just tragedy. Uh-huh. That's how tragedy is. Like <laughs> it's best. Well, you know what? You you can't you attempt you, you just ignore it until it's right in your face. <laughs> about to eat you. <laughs> This is That's a side part. You, you can cut this out if you want. This is on the, the DVD, uh, the Blu-ray bonus things. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things because it just cracked me up. Because you know they're doing they're doing a local shoot. They're dealing with local actors, probably most of whom are not actors. Like they're doing like extras, extra in club scenes, extra sorry party scenes and club scenes are always difficult because you need tons and tons of people. They go on forever and they're very hard to shoot. And if you're dealing with mm-hmm. non-actor ex, extras, they can be excruciating. There's the scene. Uh, they're they're showing the scene uh, behind the scenes of when they're shooting um, the finals when when Janet's doing her last dance. Oh no! Or, or, or no! Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, Janet's doing her last yeah. dance. Actually, I'm not sure when it is. It's somewhere in that scene. It's either when Janet's doing her last dance or when the new Gloria is performing for the first time. There's that bachelorette party there. Yes. All those women. And by the way, gay people hate bachelorette parties coming to our bars. <laughs> we hate that. We hate that. Go somewhere else. But. He's they're just supposed to be reacting to whatever's going on stage. The camera's on them, and Chris Dalby, I love him. He's yelling at them. He's like, oh, yes, it's wonderful. Oh, God, you're so turned on. This is the best show ever. You can't get enough. It's a magical spell. It's a magical spell. Yes, touch your body. Ride, ride. Oh, no, no, there's blood. There's blood everywhere. There's blood splashing all over you. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. There's one woman who's dead center who's ignoring everything he said and just keeps rubbing herself. And he's like, no, 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 you're scared now. You can stop touching yourself. Really, Friday, <laughs> you're gonna be blood on. There's an intestine in your face. Please stop rubbing. And she's just gone. <laughs> oh my god! But he's doing it in that Brian voice, which is just like I'm. I'm gonna come in here and slap you. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing. Am I speaking English? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I I remember that scene. That was. When they got the blood, the bachelorette party was there. That was during Janet's last dance because then the stab happens and we get, 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 get the, the, titular, the titular death drop, <laughs> which is a real death drop this time. Yeah, it is for sure a real death drop. They didn't, those women that got splattered with blood, it seemed like they're going, Oh, it's all part of the show. I'm like, Don't seem terrified that somebody just had a knife come through their torso. Bachelorette parties are usually not aware of their surroundings because they come to gay bars and don't realize that everybody there hates them. So, I mean, I'm totally, it's totally tracks, totally tracks. They wouldn't notice like, oh, it's part of, part of the sense. I see Dragula. They do that all the time. They're not, they're not picking up on the massive amounts of side eye coming their way. They never do. They never do. They never do. They needed baby side eye to come in. Oh, fucking baby side. I would have cleared that room like that. <laughs> I told them that should be their second movie, Baby Side Eye. Get get that kid a contract. <laughs> I would watch Baby Side Eye. <laughs> and I just, just would like to point out at no point in any of the drag performances were the children being groomed. No. No. Funny how that works because that's yeah. not a thing. 100%. And also, this is a great movie to notice how many layers, like if you're not familiar with drag culture, how many layers drag queens are wearing. If you think people are stripping, you're out of your mind. This is the farthest thing from stripping. 
I mean, because they're they've got they've got full body tights on. They've usually got breastplates on. They've got butt padding. They've got hip padding. <laughs> they usually got petticoats, petty pants. Like there's so many layers to their outfits. Stripping is not an option. So I don't know what you think you're seeing. I don't know what videos are floating. I'm sorry, I'm venting. It's no, no, that's fine because I'm right now. I'm with you on that whole thing. It's like I know really? you are. Really? Like, come on. Like they would be more protected in a crowd of drag queens than going to church. Sorry, that's one hundred percent. One hundred percent. If you don't think a drag queen would kick off her heels and beat the shit out of somebody who's trying to assault a child, you're seriously delusional. Who took down that shooter at the gay club last year? Exactly. Yeah, that guy who left with heel marks all over his face. (laughs) And I don't mean to mm-hmm. laugh at it, but it was like, damn right. Yeah. Damn right. Um, yeah. Be like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm venting. I'm venting. It's, the thing I keep seeing is like, oh, they're just seeing them stripping and twerking in front of children. I'm like, twerking's a dance. Twerk anywhere. Every cheerleader yeah. act I've seen lately twerks. The problem with twerking. And they're not stripping. And if you've seen drag queen, sometimes they might take something off. Might take off a layer, like pull off a skirt from there, another fabulous outfit underneath. But yeah, is that stripping? Or they might they might actually take off their top and have fake breasts pop out, but they're not theirs. Yeah. I mean they're plastic. You there's have plastic, to... there's plastic in the penis in this movie. I just I don't I don't get it's it's demonizing somebody that doesn't need to be demonized because you don't understand it, so it has to be bad. Oh, no, and you're gonna pick, you're gonna pick in a community that's famous for fighting back. Like you're picking the wrong fucking fight. Uh huh. We already started one riot. <laughs> you want to go for another one? Let's go. It's like I'm sorry. When it comes down to it, I'm standing. I'm standing on that side. I'm with them. I'm standing behind them. Like I'm. I'm with these ones. I'm not. You know, your hate. You're all that. I want to be with the crowd that enjoyed death drop gorgeous. I want to be with that community. Thank you. Thank you. Because it is, it is much more loving and caring and respectful of people than the hatred vitriolic bullshit we get from the other side. Yeah. I say we, but I don't mean, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay. Have we done the movie, Jeff? We have. I fucking love this movie. I, I walked away loving this movie. It's a joy. It gets it. It's one of those ones that gets better with rewatches because there's so much to it. I'm I'm excited to rewatch. Miss a lot, and then when you see how well everything connects, you're like, oh, everything really does go together. Oh, okay. Yeah. My favorite. One of my favorite sidebars is when the the kid at the guy in the news clip where they're talking about the murders and the guy, <laughs> the guy in the street is like, we didn't just get marriage equality, just that we could all get murdered. <laughs> I love him. I, love him. <laughs> I oh my god, I forgot about Concerned that because there's so many. <laughs> But he said it, I was like, I laughed, but then I was like, oh, actually, he's making a point here. He's making, it's the way he said it. <laughs> Please. Um, I am, I'm so glad I watched this movie. Good. I'm it glad is, you liked it. I'm glad it has been it. on my list to watch for a while. And I'm glad I finally got to do it for the show. I'm glad you were here to do it with me because I learned some things today and I'm hoping other people learn some stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it I realize we didn't do much to sell it. I don't think, but I mean, you, if you if you buckle in and you know you're open to it, it's a great ride. It is, 
And the complaints that I've heard about it, I mean, the people that complain about it, they're like, oh, it's too gay. Duh. <laughs> or that the acting's bad. But we've told you that already. It's it's a first-time film. It, it's got yeah. problems. But you know what? So does every 80s movie. Exactly. All, all the movies everyone has nostalgia for, you really look back. There's there's a lot of bad stuff in those movies. We forgive it because we're looking at it through nostalgia. I mean, everybody in the original Evil Dead is terrible for the most part when it comes to acting. They're not good. Yeah. No. No. Not but at anyway, all. It's, I'm, it's I'm again, that's a first time film. It's but we forgive it. So this one, it's like, don't look at it as oh, the acting's bad. Go in it for what the thing is, the story, the fun aspect of this movie. Uh-huh. They're doing the best they could with the budget they had, and goddamn, they did a fantastic fucking job. And, and apparently, their their follow up film, Saint Drogo, is doing really well at uh, film festivals. It's a huge swing in a different direction. It's it's more serious, um, more dark. And I was saying, I was, I, I, I said to myself a long time, like, I really hope you guys don't have like sophomore slump, like you shot <laughs> your wad the first time. I really hope this goes well for you. But from what I understand. It's doing really well. I haven't seen it yet because they haven't given me a screener copy. It's okay. I made you fuckers, okay? I was the first <laughs> person to start talking about your fucking movie, and you're not going to give me a copy? That's fine. I understand, cunts. <laughs> I will always be the first lady of gay podcasting. Thank you very much. How dare you? I'm applauding you. Yeah, you were the first one I ever heard talk about this, and I'm sure other podcasts have. I don't Oh yeah, that, I don't yeah, know, have, but yeah. I mean... Let me give you my only experience with any movies that involved drag. Mm. There's three that I had seen. Uh Um, And you can, you can tell me if I'm incorrect in in doing this, but uh, first one is Rocky horror. Sure. Uh Perfect. Then two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar and Uh, Priscilla Queen of the desert. Those are the three that I had seen. And I enjoyed those movies for what they were. I mean, could they tend to be problematic if you look back at it with a critical eye? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have no problem. I mean, Rocky Horror is what it is. I have no problem. Right. I could never have a problem with that. I mean, it was was a launching pad for so many people to explore themselves in any, any kind of different direction. I cannot exactly. fault it. Like you can look at it through a modern eye nitpick, but you, said you have to look at what it's done. Exactly. Sometimes you can't fault it for that. And those other ones, like you know, when you get drag movies with all straight people in it, um, I could have problems with it. And also like they're all magical. Like all the queer people are magical here to solve the straight people's problems. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's the nineties. It was getting us out there. It was baby steps. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, well, I was going to say it wouldn't get made today with actual drag queens, but that's still the problem with Hollywood. <laughs> that still put Leonardo DiCaprio in it or some shit. Yeah. Instead of looking to the community and being like, who could be gay? They'd be like, Oh, let's get Leo and Jonah Hill. Yes. Oh, we need comic relief. Would Seth Rogen do it? Maybe Paul Rudd. Like, no, there you can. <laughs> There's a real community you could get from. But yeah, that so that was my exposure. So seeing this, it really kind of opened my eyes up. Like, ah, oh. uh, I I knew with the others that it wasn't a real portrayal because, like you said, the magical sense of like and to Wong Fu, they're like, we're gonna fix all your problems because we're the magical drag queens. I'm like everyone's in full not- makeup 24 hours a day. No, no, honey, no. Like they have no. downtime too. No, we seem to have this endless budget for costumes and things instead of like seeing people like making shit out of stuff they found in a dumpster, like dead drug dealers. Oh. <laughs> I made this out of a drug dealer. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. All right, Jeffrey, I gotta go. I gotta get some lunch because we're gonna fall over. This has been fabulous. Yeah. 
this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you're always welcome to come back anytime. If I have anything else that interests you, I had something else. I'm signed up for something else, and I don't remember what it is. So that'll be great. I'll let the you know. Dev- the Devil's Backbone. Yeah, the guy, the guy with new with numeralexia wants to do a movie about math, so that might not go so well. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, you never know. We'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. Like I said, you're hey, if you enjoyed me, you can find me over at www.screamqueens.com, and that's Queens with a Z. You don't gotta be gay, but it helps. It helps, but. You know what? I'm not, and I fucking love Scream Queens. Yeah. If you want to see your favorite movies, turn on their head and see them in a completely different way, and then you'll never see them the same way again. Come watch my show. I ruin things. Highly recommend it. Links to Patrick's stuff will be in the show notes. Thank you again, Patrick. I really appreciate you welcome. coming on. Yeah. Pay your child get... support. He's never been. <laughs> it's coming. And until you receive that check, just enjoy this universe that's a bit skewered. Connect with Skewed Universe on social media. Join us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Skewed Universe or become a part of the group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Skewed Universe podcast. Instagram at Skewed underscore Universe underscore podcast. Threads at Skewed Universe podcast. Email us at skewedunivercepodcast at gmail.com. Visit www.skewedhead.com. 